This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. And while on the website, check out the podcast page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out uh, with any questions that you may have or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. You know, our lives are filled with plenty of magic numbers, right? When we turn 16, we can drive a car. When we turn 21, we can go out for drinks with friends. When we turn 65, we qualify for Medicare. But to me, age 50 is another magic number that deserves far more attention than it usually gets. On an emotional level, right, turning 50, as they say, is over the hill. But really, 50 is a half century mark. That's 50 years on this earth halfway to 100. And that's quite an amazing thing, considering historically getting to the age of 50 was not something that was always guaranteed or or very common. But just importantly, 50 is a critical time to start thinking about retirement. And it's a perfect time to take a breath, take stock of what's going on in your financial life, in your work life, in your career, and start preparing for retirement, whether that retirement is going to be at 55, 60, or 65. So what I want to do today is kind of talk about two critical age points um, when we on the journey towards retirement and in retirement. The first one is talking about some things to think about when you're 50, and then also touching upon some things that are important to consider uh, if you're at the age 65 mile marker. Um, but before we get there, uh, I want to introduce my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you today? Well, I'm doing great, but I'm listening to you talk about these ages, and <laughs> I, I think you missed one. Now, you said 16 is when we get a driver's license. You're right. That's a big. That's a big one. Uh, 21, basically you're an adult. You can uh, drink legally. That's a big uh, birthday for folks. And then uh, 50, uh, I I can see that. And then 65. But uh, what about the age at which we can take a nap or we can start to nap? <laughs> well, <laughs> what, what know, age does that happen? It's, at? it's I'm, interesting. I'm, it's interesting. I have two little ones and the, the last thing they want to do is nap. And I keep right. saying to them, you're going to get to a point where you're going to want to nap and you're going to not going to be allowed to. I think that's sometime around 30, but uh, I'm not. Yeah. It's probably different for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's between 30 and 40. You, you start really <laughs> craving that nap and you're unable to do it. That's yeah. the, that's my problem. At what age then does it become acceptable again to nap during the day? That's my that's if, the age if, I'm that's the age that I think is really important. But in hey. all seriousness, uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh I thought it was 55, but I'm 55 now and it's uh, it's still looked down frowned upon uh, by my wife and children. So Well, I mean, look Tony, if you can get away with it and it doesn't impact anything, nap away. Take a siesta. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. I've got to move to one of those countries like Spain or, uh, yeah, there you, go. you know, uh, you know, Central America where maybe they do take siestas. But um, this is great. I've been great. Thanks for having me on the show. How have you been? 
I've been good, Tony. You know, it's we're moving through moving through the summer, which is always a a great time of year because there's things to do, swimming and sights to see, and work is busy. So I can't really complain. I've been doing very well. Thanks. Yeah. And yourself? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Things have been good. In fact, my daughter, we just had her graduation party. She graduated from high school. That's great. Uh, this past uh, spring, and so we had her graduation party last weekend. Uh, that was a lot of work, by the way. Yeah. Um, that was a long day and, and leading up to it, a lot of planning, but it went off really well. Lots of folks stopped by. So uh, that went well. Uh, so I'm I'm happy to have that done with, though, and out of the way. Yeah, Otherwise, congratulations. Great. Congratulations yeah, on that. Now yeah, start ponying up for college. Exactly. <laughs> and then my son graduated from college this year, and my daughter, who graduated from high school, is going into college. So yeah, you got yeah, no break. A, nope. It's a lot. It's yep. a lot. But- Hey, let's jump into our topic. I mean, I think, you know, I'm interested in this notion that, hey, if you reach the age of 50 and you're not where you want to be financially, uh, there's still time to recover. And I think when it comes to finances, it sometimes feels like, hey, if you miss a particular benchmark, all is lost. But I know that as you're going to tell us today, that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, it's not necessarily the case. And it's a true fact, right? There's benchmarks. There's a lot of different numbers. People tell you have to have X amount saved or, you know, don't take Social Security to here or work, you know, work until you don't want to or, or what have you. But look, the, the bottom line is once you start getting to age 50, once you're at that point, it's really a time to start sit down and, and create some sort of plan and and understand that that plan is important, but it's not going to be written in stone, right? For, you know, you may say I want to retire at 62 that may not happen. You may have to work longer or you may something may come up where you have to retire earlier, right? So there was a survey that was recently done that notes that 48% of people retire before they in, intended to because of various things, you know, layoffs, health concerns, family needs. And we've seen that with the, the pandemic, right? One of the reasons that there's not the same number of people returning to the workforce is those who are um, older than 50 closer to the 60 age group have desired to, you know, they weren't going to work. The pandemic sent them home and they've decided not to return to the workforce and they hadn't planned on that. So uh, my point is, you know, age 50 is a perfect point to start thinking about, okay, what is my plan? Maybe it's not written in stone, but at least I need to start checking off some items here to make sure I'm prepared for when the the retirement time comes, I'm ready to, to, you know, be there and at least, um, have a firm foundation to make sure my retirement is going to be what I want it to be. Well, yeah, there you go. I think that's a, a good point. And it's definitely hope for the best, but plan for the worst, right? Yeah. And, and certainly if you uh, build that early jobless contingency into your retirement and financial plans and then never end up needing that money, you know, I know someone like yourself is going to be able to help you help us utilize that money in a different way. It'll be there for something different if you don't need it. Right. Exactly. Right. It's better to be overprepared is at least yeah. the way I look at it. Right. And the first thing to really start thinking about when you're 50, right? All right. We've created a plan. So what are some of the things we need to consider? Well, the first one is making sure that your finances and the money you saved is balanced between you know, balance right for risk, making sure we don't have too much risk and also making sure we're not taking too little risk, right? So many people turn 50 and discover they're running behind um, when it comes to the retirement savings and their natural inclination is, okay, well, I have to ramp up my risk because generally the more risk I take, the greater reward. The, un the, the flip side to that is if you take on a lot of risk, you can also 
you know, have some negative effects to your savings. Specifically, they could go down by, you know, 20 or 30 percent if the if the market tanks. And that's going to leave you even further in a hole. So it's in, in, incredibly important to sit down with someone who's a financial service professional and just kind of touch on, hey, look, uh, where should we position your money at, at your current age, age 50, to make sure it's going to get to where you want, but you're also not going to lose your shirt and be uh, behind the eight ball even more? Well, yeah, you don't want to be behind the eight ball. And I think the desire to catch up financially once you've discovered you're running a little behind on retirement goals can lead to some overly emotional decisions. And you don't want to make those, do you? No, not really. And I think, you know, that's a great point. And to that end, Tony, you know, there are ways to, to also catch up without necessarily having to also take on more risk. For example, there's a 50 plus catch up provision um, that makes a really good and sensible way to, to add to your retirement savings. So the catch up provision is you have your regular limits for contributing to um, different retirement accounts like an IRA. But if you're over 50, they allow you to throw some extra money in there. So, you know, if you have a simple IRA, you can put an additional 3000 above the current uh, limit of 13500 If you have an IRA, you can put another $1,000 into an IRA above and beyond the regular limit of, of $6,000. Or if you have a 401k, you can contribute an additional 6500 up, uh, you know, up beyond the, the $19,500 limit. So what it allows you to do at age 50 is, is uh, put more money into these retirement accounts to allow you to try to catch up and, and make up maybe for some lost time and not necessarily try to make up for lost time by taking on excessive risk. Well, yeah, there you go. And I think um, it's clear that some of these catch-up provisions, it could be a powerful tool and lifeline for a lot of people out there. What can you tell us, though, about how debt is going to factor into a retirement strategy once a person turns 50? Yeah, that's that's a great question, Tony. And it's not going to be a great surprise that, you know, to, to those listening, that if you turn 50 and you have significant debt, it's really time to start thinking about shedding some of that debt as quickly as possible, right? Once you've hit the half century mark, you have to really sit down and analyze your debt and see what can and can't be done to get rid of it to a certain degree. Now, I personally don't subscribe to the notion that all debt is bad, right? Um, because you can use debt very strategically to help you get whatever goals you're looking to do, whether it's buy a house, buy a car, make something happen within your budget. But what is very important is we need to make sure that that debt is not going to kill your retirement plan or retirement plan process, okay? Uh, I, I use an analogy that debt is like, a, is like a drug, right? We use drugs and they have a very, you know, uh, prescription drugs, we'll put it that way. They have a very uh, profound effect and they do good, but if you use them too much, then they're going to harm you. And so we want to make sure we're using debt, um, if necessary, in a productive way. We just want to make sure we're not using too much debt. Again, that could derail your plans in the short term, but in the long term. Well, yeah, no debt uh, may make that dream of spending two weeks in Paris each spring during retirement more realistic, right? Um, well, I, I think that's that's an interesting one. And, uh, you know, you want to be able to have freedom to do some good things once you retire. Uh, and, uh, you know, you've earned it. So uh, you mm -hmm. want a plan in place that allows you to do that. Now, before we go on, let our listeners know how they can get that plan in place. Yeah. So if you're interested in, in you know, if you're age 50 or, or older, 
I mean, you're interested in figuring out a retirement plan or you either have one or you want a second opinion, you want to create a new holistic plan, a holistic plan, excuse me, give us a call 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com. We can sit down and start talking about, okay, how are we going to deal with streams of income in retirement? How, what do we need to save um, between now and your retirement day to make sure we get um, to the, the income streams or the savings we're looking for? How are we going to position? yourself for taxation? How are we going to position social security? How are we going to position your estate planning? All of these factors go into creating a plan. In age 50, 55 is a perfect time to figure this these things out. You're close enough to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, but there's still enough time to correct any sort of um, either mistakes or, or deficiencies that may exist. There's still time to fix them if we can. So Again, that number is 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com. All right, that sounds great. Now let's keep this conversation rolling. We're looking at some of the retirement strategy steps you may want to consider once you turn 50. But what do you have for us next? You know, keeping in the, the the debt conversation, Tony, you know, one of the things that's more prevalent, let's say, uh, in retirement than a generation ago is dealing with college debt and retirees, right? Oh, yeah. Because it's very common for parents in their 50s to shoulder far more, co- you know, of the student debt because, you know, they don't have enough money saved away in, let's say, a 529 or any other savings to help their children go to college. So they end up sharing, uh, you know, shouldering that debt. And, and that may be in the form of a home equity loan or other credit sources that may be, you know, may be burdensome to them and derail their retirement plan. You know, and there's a lot of things that have to go into it. But the biggest piece here is we want to make sure that we're looking at a way to to still be able to provide for your kids, right? Because there's, as a parent, there, there's an overriding natural instinct to do whatever you can to make sure they succeed. But you don't want to derail your own personal financial goals down the road because of it. So you need to think about ways of you know, putting, let's say you put a loan in their name, but you're going to help them pay off that loan where the, the, you've shifted the, the debt burden to them, but you're obviously still going to be an active part in helping them or making sure you're, you're understanding the fine print of some of these loans and understanding what your true responsibility is. Uh, time and time again, I've met with clients who thought that they were either off the hook for the loan or just because um, their name was on it, they weren't responsible. And you look at the fine print, that's not the case. And, and again, in today's day and age, more and more retirees are entering retirement with college debt um, that th- have been incurred because of their children. And it's in something that is, is not oft talked about, but is really something that should be on people's radar when they're thinking about making retirement plans. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, so I think this is an area, Peter, where people should work closely with somebody like yourself. There's no reason to try to figure it all out when there is a knowledgeable professional that's there and willing to help, right? Yeah, I'm completely with you on that one, Tony. You know, when you turn 50, it's important also to double check your current healthcare strategy. I'm not talking about insurance products. We'll get to that in in a minute. I'm just talking about your personal choices that you make health-wise, right? You know, if you're eating... If you're eating and exercise habits at age 50 aren't that good, you still have time to change your behaviors for the better uh, before you retire, right? Swap out lunchtime double cheeseburgers for a fresh salad, as hard as that may be. 
um, or replace an hour of TV at night with going for a walk uh, and listening to a podcast or stream a book. And I'm not saying this because I'm perfect, because by no means on the healthcare side of things am I perfect. But keep in mind the the long-term effects of ill health down the road when it comes to impacts on insurance, when it comes to impacts on long-term care, on Medicare, on all those types of things, you know, small changes when you're 50 are going to have big impacts down the road when you're 65. So, you know, that's, it's an important thing to start thinking about at age 50 at that milestone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's another good point. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, a lot of people out there, uh, think eating better and exercising is all about physical health. When in reality, eating better and exercising is not only going to make you feel better, it could end up saving you a lot of money in the long run too, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, now uh, I mentioned health insurance products a moment ago, right? So let's look at those now. If you're a healthy at 50, it can be easy to presume that you're going to be fit as a fiddle when you're 60. But you know that, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. That's a perfect example of it. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen over the course of 10 years that yep. may, be out of, may be out of your control. And so, you know, making sure you're making good health decisions is going to be impactful, especially on insurance. Yeah. So when it comes to these insurance products, what do 50-year-olds need to consider? Well, Tony, an important health insurance product for someone who's just turned 50 is, in my opinion, long-term care insurance. Many retirees end up needing some form of long-term care services during retirement. We've talked about that many times on other on other uh, podcasts. And, and keep in mind, long-term care is very going to be very expensive. So using a, a long-term care policy, getting one established um, is going to be very helpful to you in retirement. And if you do it when you're the younger, so 50 and in good health, that also means uh, it's going to be less expensive for you for those premiums, right? Because remember, insurance premiums are based primarily on your age and on your health level. So the younger you are and the healthier you are, um, that means your premium is going to be lower and you can leverage those premiums into a greater benefit. Right. And, you know, I think for some people, the idea of long-term care insurance and life insurance can be intimidating because there are just so many aspects to it, so many products out there. But working with somebody like yourself is going to, you know, relieve a lot of that burden. And once you have those products in place, you can breathe a big sigh of relief, right? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And and these topics aren't fun or easy to talk about, right? No one wants to talk about having to go into a nursing home or having to have in-home care or, quite frankly, you know, talking about death or mortality. It's just not a, a, a pleasant topic. But the truth of the matter is it's a topic that needs to happen, right? Because just because you are sick or you pass away, which happens to you individually, um, that's going to have significant ramifications for your spouse and for your family when it comes to streams of income, maybe from a pension, from a, um, from Social Security. If you have a nest egg and all of a sudden you, you have to raid that nest egg or retirement savings for long-term care and you don't have some of these insurance vehicles in place to protect you, then all of a sudden the those that you leave behind are going to be left in a, a much weaker financial position than they should be. So while it's not a, a, a pleasant conversation to have, it's an important one. And then once everything's in place, it's one of those things you don't really have to worry about again um, until you know the unfortunate uh, time comes when you have to use them. Right. Right. And so, you know, when you're talking about things like long-term care or what to do in case of divorce, again, it's, you know, yet another example of hope for the best, but plan for the worst, right? 
Yeah, Tony, you make a good point, right? Because there's also, we talk about life events like getting sick or death, but other things may happen on the road to retirement. You may have divorce, you may have changes with your beneficiaries, falling out with people. So it's important that you don't neglect updating your key documents, right? You want to make sure uh, any of the the retirement accounts you have, any of the insurance products you have, um, any of the properties that you own, are uh, make sure do an do an annual at least review of everything to make sure they're accurate, so that when the time comes for you to use them, or if you're divorced and and you need to make sure that everything is split accordingly, what have you, that all those documents are correct, as opposed to kind of bumbling into a situation. And now not only are you dealing with the stress of the situation where you're using those different accounts or, or insurance vehicles, but you're also having to figure out, okay, I never changed this 10 years ago. Now I need to go back and do it retroactively. And so, yeah, it's important to make sure that you are um, making things easy on yourself, but also making things easier on those uh, beneficiaries down the road um, by by not neglecting your, your key documents and updating them and doing a regular view of them either by yourself or with your financial service professional. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's key. Now, how can our listeners get a hold of you once again to set that up? Yeah. Again, if, if you're interested in creating a plan, one that's going to be holistic, one that takes a look at everything that's going on in your financial life and preparing a, a plan that's going to get you to retirement and to hopefully the retirement that you want, give us a call 866-360-2724 or visit us on the IVAG.com and we can schedule an appointment either in person uh, or online, virtually. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds great. And uh, you know what? We're going to have to, we're almost out of time. Uh, but on our next show, we're going to have to talk a little bit about uh, turning 65. I know that's a big date, and a lot of our listeners probably assume they know what happens then. But I know there are a lot of mistakes that can be made at age 65 as well, and, and we'll get to that uh, on our next show. But uh, you know what, Peter? It's been a great show. Is there uh, anything else you want to add? No, Tony. As always, it's a pleasure to do these with you, and we'll talk with everyone next week. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Laufenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivyag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Laufenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our clients qualified representatives prior to implementation.